Welcome to the Success is My Religion podcast, the podcast where we study success from the perspective of African Americans and people of color like a religion. I am your host, Michael Taylor, also known as the Success Engineer. I am a life coach and creator of the Work Hard Philosophy for Individual Achievement and the founder of the Work Hard Movement. Enjoy this episode. man but i tell them you know i'm who you're going to see once you leave me so so as a credit analyst i'm disallowed even even in my role now i can't give clients credit advice in my corporate job so Mm -hmm. what i can do now for my and and, and just to be clear so everybody here just i do not mix these two jobs (laughs) so i keep them i do not deal with anybody at my corporate job that i deal with at, at my job my business so i don't mix the portfolios right. at all <laughs> want to say that publicly <laughs> but um but people that i work with i can definitely <laughs> help them be proactive and help them help them to understand what a lender looks for you know um for example i tell people if you know you're going to want to buy a house a year from now start now going to the bank and meeting with the loan officer have the conversation now get familiar with what, what they want to see get familiar with 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 the bank because for a lender, one of my biggest credit factors is current customer. So if I have two people that I'm, I'm giving money to, the one who's already a customer mm-hmm. is, is the person I'm most familiar with. And, and some of that credit decision is subjective, to be honest. I mean, it's not always an objective. Mm-hmm. One plus one is two. Sometimes you go with what they call the sixth C of credit. And that's your colon. That's your gut. So I know this person, they're here every single week. They speak to me, I speak to them, I see the kids. You know, some of that decision is gonna be based on the kind of character you feel when you see that person, meet that person. So I tell people that in advance, don't wait until you wanna buy a house to go to the bank. Start early, build a report with the bank, get the credit, I mean, get the checking account there, the savings account there. If you have to, to build your credit, go and get a personal loan at that bank right start an installment line on your credit report put that money in your savings account do not withdraw it let your savings account pay your loan back for you now you're establishing lending with that with that bank so just kind of are people so are people um disciplined to do um, something like that you know what my even before they get the credit but but i'm realizing now a lot of people i've talked to their problem isn't always that their credit or their lack of knowledge on credit. It's their it's their budgeting and their discipline even before. So a lot of people are doing mm-hmm. what I call they 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 they're using their credit card as a life raft to get them from check to check. And mm. I ask the question: Do you budget? No. And I'm saying I'm I'm going to see you again in a year if you don't start budgeting because. It's not the money that's the issue. It, it's it's the mindset. It's it's the discipline. You know, it's it's the practicality. Yeah. It's just sitting down and just going through the process of creating a budget for yourself. And it, it always changes. So you just have to find that time, man, to do it. It's it's too important. And it, but it's simple though. You got to know how much money is coming in. 
and how much the money yes. is, is leaving. So, <laughs> so if we can make it as simple as possible, let's just get to that fact. Do you know how much money is coming in, and do you know how much right. is is leaving, and and then is the money coming in give you enough to <laughs> to find yep. the, what what's yep. going out? You know what I mean? Yeah. To pay for what's going out. So then, what you got left is is what you can can play with. I mean, or not play with, but you can do whatever with. But yeah. that's how I started. I was like, "All right, I got this much coming in." Like I said, I was twenty four thousand five hundred dollars was was my salary for uh, the seven years out of my my life. Seven of the past ten years, <laughs> and then uh, then I started hustling. So I don't know how right, much I was right. making. So. Uh, hustling Uber um, and group fitness classes, but that's how I started. I was like, I got fourteen hundred dollars coming in a month, and uh, from my 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 first job, and then I'm like, dude, I gotta pay, I gotta pay this, I gotta pay that. I didn't have a car payment at the time, so it was like it was good. I was cool. But I still wasn't making money to where I was able to save and I was able to right. like travel places because that's what I envy about you. You get to travel all over the place. I'm like, this <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely a blessing, man. <laughs> um, some of that's my job, you know, to be honest. But um, some of it's not. Uh-huh. And it, it took me a while to get to that place. But you made a comment earlier, man, and 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 I, I wanted to um, <laughs> not piggyback on it, but but be transparent too. When I first came out of school, man, I didn't know how to manage money at all. Um, I went from making, um, and I, I, I had work study in college, so $400 a month mm-hmm. to making about, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more than that a month. You know what I'm saying? And and, um, and <laughs> I honestly, man, you know, yeah. man, I was on an airplane every weekend, man, it seemed like. And I, I didn't know that people, like, it sounds crazy, but I didn't know to put saving in my budget. You know, I didn't I didn't know about uh, emergency funds. And, you know, I know about saving. I worked at a bank growing up, so I knew about savings accounts, but I didn't I didn't know about having a regimen and making that. Because here's the thing. I went from making $400 a month being okay to making over 10 times that. And, and then I'm still broke. I was like, wait a minute, I'm making... How like what's what's going on? I didn't <laughs> sit down and do a budget. So all these things that I'm I'm talking about now in my message, they came from my mess. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. how it usually come anyway. Yeah, so. man. So, <laughs> and that and that's why we're here. What what we have to we yeah. what we have to overcome and how we got through it because we need that nitty gritty, like people of color, black people. We we need that nitty gritty that those nuances that nobody else like like my white friend one my one of my best friends I was in his his uh his wedding I was the best man at his wedding um he don't know the struggle right. that I that I went through when we got out he got the you know fifty plus k job out of out of uh, grad school I got the twenty four thousand right, five hundred right. right. <laughs> And I st- and and I got way more student loan debt than him. I got uh, a, a single mother at home. Like we ain't got 
Like, right, right, I'm still right. struggling. <laughs> but but through that adversity, I learned how to budget. Like, I think that was, I mean, I know that was one of the main things that I take away from the past 10 years. Like, I have, I developed an appreciation right, right. for money. Like, if I would have got the, the 50K job, right out of grad school i probably i probably wouldn't be this advanced in my thinking as far when it comes to money and the appreciation i have for money because when i got out of grad school it was in 2009 right in the middle of (laughs) yeah yeah great recession yep yep (laughs) so it it was like you want to go into the nonprofit field nah we we ain't hiring We ain't hiring. We ain't got that much money. People ain't giving out money. It's like 8.7 million jobs were lost from 2007 right. yep. to 2010. Yep. It was, you had yeah. to do whatever you had to do. And, and, and we coming up on a time very similar, similar to that. Yep. Very similar. <laughs> and I'm trying to, I'm trying <laughs> to tell people, I'm like, it, it's really hard to go after your dreams and survive at the same time. I did it like, but I had to be conscious of where I was placing myself for my work. Like I wasn't just placing myself. So I say $24,500. I could have, I could have went somewhere else, but I wanted to stay in with um, the development of students and people. And I wanted to be around people, whether that was students or not. I didn't want to work in a, in a restaurant. (laughs) for for 80,000 I was like I'm not going to get to where I want to get to I'm going to just right. be spending the money and then I'm going to be working all kind of stupid hours and whatever I probably would have made it but then I like I didn't want to smell like <laughs> right yeah that's true that's part of that that process man for sure I mean and some some people will go after money I didn't I chose not to I was like I'm gonna, I'm going to stick to this path I understand because I did everything in, in, in college, undergrad, student, athlete, involved in a, a four-year organization that uh, that certified nonprofit professionals. I was a resident assistant for two years. Even after in grad school, I was a graduate assistant. And then I, I worked at a, a part-time at a mental health facility. So I was constantly going, working 50-plus hours a week, 56-plus wow. hours a week like since wow. 2003 and i'm talking about being mentally tired physically tired and still able to get decent grades be at every class you know do everything that you all the requirements plus some and then you get out in the middle of a great recession and can't get a job you know how disappointing that is cannot imagine <laughs> all that work you put in you think you about to change change your life change the yeah. trajectory of your family and you get out and yeah like you gotta struggle and then i didn't know it was gonna be 10 years yeah <laughs> before i get a job that paid me more than, right, than thirty thousand right. dollars a year like and that i didn't even get that until july of wow. 2019 almost 10 years to the the month i graduated in uh 2009 um june 2009 and july 
2019, I got a, a job paying me more than thirty thousand dollars. That's awesome, man. That's you know, and, right. and that's not my goal. That I mean, but that's the ten thousand hour rule too. That's ten years, like, but those ten years, like, yeah, I deserve this job, but now this job ain't gonna ain't gonna keep me. <laughs> like now, I don't even trust the system. So I still I still do my. I still do my, yeah. my my group fitness. I teach eight nine classes a week. Like that side money, and I Uber on yeah. <laughs> on the side of that. So I'm over here like, hey, I know, I know. Yeah, if y'all fire me, I right, can right. I can do something else. So Absolutely. I mean, that's plan. I, you know, is, in 2009 <laughs> when everything happened, I, I actually had just bought a house in in 2006. I closed on my birthday in, 20, in 2007, um, and that thing hit me. You know, it, it came right after I, you know, I was in it for about a year, and um, it got scary because you know it, it was it's housing market, right? So a lot of my customers, mm-hmm. uh, they they in the housing market. They they're builders, they're subcontractors, they're contractors, they're they're pipe layers. Oh, yeah, yeah. You was you was at um, yeah Caterpillar at that time since college, and, and um and so okay. After they got hit, it took about six months for us to fill it. And when it went when it came to us, I remember that that morning, man, like it was yesterday, you know, um, the same people I had just saw downstairs getting oatmeal and getting fruit. I'm speaking, they're speaking. They were getting escorted out of the building two hours later. And and and, and they were texting laid off. Yep. Laid and, um, off. They were texting me like, hey man, you know. I got hit. It's been real nice knowing you. I, I got to figure it out. I'm in the parking garage. I got a box. And, and, you know, I'm just, I just finished, you know, undergrad, you know, no five. So, you know, I, I read case studies about layoffs and things, but I never experienced one. And I'm, mm. I got, I mean, I'm nervous all day long. I can't even concentrate, you know. And so a friend, of, a friend of mine and myself went to lunch to like, discuss it you know and um we thought we were fine you know we didn't we didn't get hit like the wave was done so i get back to my desk and my manager at the time calls me in his office nice guy he said hey listen i know you see what's going on um we've been asked to downsize our department by one person he's like you were the, you were the last man in you know and he he he, he held up two folders uh-huh. he said in my left hand i have two months to pay and a year of insurance. He said, in my right hand, I have another job in a different department at the same pay. I'm not sure what you'll be doing in that department, but it's the same pay. So you got until Monday, this is like a Thursday, to let me know. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, give me that job. But but in that instance, though, my best friend was letting go. You know, and, and he was the type of person, he is the type of person that was always frugal. He was that guy that didn't mind telling you, no, I can't do that today. I cannot go to this event. No, I can't be happy hour. I can't go on that trip, right? He was mm. he was able to survive mm-hmm. almost a year off of savings. And I was wow. looking at my account like I can't survive but maybe a half a month off my savings. Liquid savings, not talking 401k, because mm-hmm. that's doesn't count. You got to tax that. It's that's just a big headache trying to get that withdrawn. So, and I was like, yo, this is this just got mm-hmm. real. I own a house at the time. I had a, 
um, a young lady that I, I was, you know, living with in the time. And I'm like, how can, how can I be in the position to possibly, how do I explain that I lost my house just due to not having any money? And I, and I, and I, and I make, you know, from my age at the time, I made a pretty good amount of money. And I was like, right. man, it's got to change. You know, and even in the, even though I felt that then, there was still some frivolous activity that came after that. But like you said, it took me just bumping my head a few times, figuring it out, bump my head again, and leveling up. And to be totally honest, I'm at a much better place now budget-wise. You know, I, I keep out my budget at least at least once a week. But I just hired last week a budgeting coach because I want to get I want to get that much better. Mm. I want to get that much more proficient. And eventually, I want to start helping my clients mm-hmm. do the same thing. But I want to experience it first. I want to become mm-hmm. proficient in it first. I want to be a product of my advice before I give anybody advice in that space. Mm-hmm. And, and so my problem was that I would... I just didn't have enough right, money right. to yeah. budget. <laughs> and so people was like, oh, like, like, I was just like, I ain't got no money to budget. So I'm just spending on the things that I know that I need for just to survive. Like, I can't say at the time I was going to a, a church that I was like, that, um, like, I had to get 10% to the church and set, put aside 10%. I mean, that yep. helped me with budgeting too. Cause I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this. Um, get a ten percent of my uh, income and and ten percent to go to another place. And I was like, this is all I got left. <laughs> yep. I got to work with what I got. So I was just working with what I got, and um, that helped me budget. I when I went out, people thought I was balling. I was like, dude, I go out to the to the spot that you don't have to pay to get in. And then I spend my little, little $20 on drinks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that was before, you know, I could have a side hustle like Uber. And like one, once I found Uber, it was like, why am I going to the club when I could go out here and make yeah. $200 yeah. in a night? I actually found <laughs> it's not, when I was in Nashville, I was, I was looking for a part-time, gig i was uh newly single newly single and i was um i found myself you know doing what single guys do man you know happy hour all the time having a good time spending more money than i was saving so i, I started looking for a part-time job and mm-hmm. i couldn't get hired anywhere target Coles wouldn't hire me so um a friend of mine told me about banquet serving you know banquet serving i had never heard of it and um she mm-hmm. hooked me up with her brother anyway long story short i got involved in catering and bartending and before I knew it, I had gotten good at it. I had I, I became proficient at, at serving and, and being professional and, and still being a hustler at the same time. Mm-hmm. And before I knew it, I was actually I was actually on the payroll of four companies at the same time. And um, <laughs> Nashville is such a mm-hmm. city built on hospitality that hospitality is the second biggest industry there behind healthcare. And, and they were paying wow. us as servers just to serve for like weddings and events, 20 to 25 bucks an hour plus tips. And, and, and sometimes Shoot. for holidays, 
it was double time, like Christmas and Thanksgiving events. So, man, I worked at 50 mm-hmm. weddings in two years. And and I enjoyed the money. I enjoyed the job. <laughs> but like you said, man, I had to become resourceful. I had to I had to build a new skill set. And I can't say I could survive off of that money. Mm-hmm. But if, I, if something would happen with my job, I was in a position to at least have income come in every single week from other sources. Because my job pays me still once a month. So yeah. I had to learn how to budget. Mm-hmm. But having that money coming in on Tuesday and then mm-hmm. Thursday and then, you know, all throughout the week was, was a great release. And then, like yeah. I said, building a, a new skill set because bartending is, bartending is a very, it's a very charismatic job. You know, anybody can make a drink, but can you hold a crowd? Can you control the crowd? Um, can you right. make a connection with someone in, in two to three minutes? So bartending actually taught me because once again, my environment, right? I hung around the older guys and I watched mm-hmm. how they finessed. I watched how they spoke to people, complimented, held the crowd, very captivating, very charming people. And I, and I realized something, man, that, mm-hmm. you know, those those soft skills that, that some of us don't have, those are the money makers. Those, those, those transferable skill sets, the people skills. Yep, transferable and, and it's, skills. It's amazing yeah. how that that skill set can be used in my current role and in, in my in, in my other bit. It's it's a it's a skill that you just man, it's needed and it's transferable. It's hard to document it on a resume, but when you put it in play, you can't deny it. Once you once you got it, yep, like it's a part of you. That's that's what the yep. the transferable skills do. So. It, I didn't go to ha- like for the past ten years. Like I already knew I didn't have no money for happy hour. Like I would go to happy hour on Thursday night after um, I did all of my classes for the week and everything, and I would just treat myself <laughs> to uh, some half price appetizers at Hula Hands, <laughs> and it was just like one appetizer because I was already right, sleeping right. and one drink. <laughs> so, I, so it was like. Um, so group fitness, the plugging that in for right after work, plugging those hours in was keeping me away from spending that yes. extra money yeah, that yes, I did. Yes, have. yes indeed. <clears throat> so um, that's a part of that habit loop. Uh, I, I have a friend that she has a problem with budgeting now. And I'm like, you go to happy hour at like every like at least twice a week. That's at least forty dollars a week, <laughs> at least. And then you spending money yeah. on the weekend too. And I don't know her life like that, but like I'm just guesstimating. <laughs> but you got to look at those things. Every little thing, like over four weeks. That's that's. Uh, one sixty. How many? How much is that? <laughs> yeah, one sixty. Yeah, one sixty. Yeah. yeah, that's one hundred sixty dollars yeah. a month times ten. That's that's yeah. sixteen hundred dollars yeah. plus. Yeah, that's when I that's when I got real. Um, when I got real about budgeting, um, what I did is I pulled three months of my bank statements, and I started to um go through charges that were not necessarily needed. You know, so I didn't count like you know my bills, but you know happy hours and you know, brunches, and I started to count those charges, and 
that's that's when it that's when it that's when it hurt. So you saw you saw where it is. and I think that's that's probably what you keep on uh, referring to is yep. like sitting down and looking at it and seeing actually knowing where your money goes and how much that those little little amounts yeah add yep. up. I took a tip from um, Rob Wilson. You may be familiar with Rob. You know he's on Eric's mm-hmm. now. You know Eric's uh, I guess financial guy on the team, but um he he uh has a book called yeah. Secure the Bag. Excellent book. Talks about budgeting, saving, mm-hmm. tactics, how to get a raise at your job. Very, very well-rounded, practical information. But he has what he calls money, money Monday. So every single, every single Monday, he has on his calendar mm-hmm. an hour blocked off. And he goes through his budget and his spending every single Monday. And that's part of his habit loop. You know, he goes through that process each Monday of looking at his money. So there's never a surprise about anything upcoming or in the past. It's it's planned mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. and whatever happened was planned for. So it's it's a great thing to do. I think for people to make that a habit and to make it important enough. And, and now I think during this time of call it what you want to quarantine, solitude, meditation. I've heard all types of words for it, but you have time now to look at look at these things. Yeah. Um, evaluate, reset, evaluate, evaluate, yep. and, self-assess. and self-assess. A lot, a lot of, a lot of it is self-assessment. So, I understand my circumstances. My circumstances is like I don't have any a a safety net. Like there's nobody, and a lot of us don't have no safety net. There's nobody financially going to be able to to just cash me out right. or and get me out of trouble. Right. So I have to take that into account. And then uh, I have a mom that doesn't make a lot of money. So if she is in a financial right. mind, who's she going to go right. to? She don't have no husband. Like there, right. there ain't nobody to go to. So then it falls on me as as a family member. <laughs> I I take the I take the uh, I take the. um what is that called? Right. Uh, responsibility. I take the responsibility. It doesn't have to be my responsibility, but it is right. because we don't have nobody. You know? So when I talk about circumstances, it's like you got to understand the nuances of yep. all of your circumstances in regards to money. Like, that is a circumstance. So when I say it, like, this job ain't gonna hold me over. Just, just being. I need to be able to make hundreds right. of thousands of dollars, and then going up to millions, because the things that I want to do and how I want to help people and how I want to fund my own program, and not have grants to fund it. So and and actually giving me a paycheck. I want to be financially independent. So in my reverse engineering process, I was like, what does it take for me to fund it myself? That's why it's in my goal. And I don't think we even have goals for money anyway. A lot of people, <laughs> we don't even have goals for money. We have stuff that we want to do, but like, if we want to go on a trip that costs two thousand dollars, if we plan that trip for a year from now, you know how easy or simple it, it simpler <clears throat> it'll be for us to put back 
a hundred dollars a week or Absolutely. however long that takes yep. for t- a I two sure thousand dollar trip. <laughs> it's a lot different, man. I, I um I cruise <laughs> every year with a bunch of friends. Um, you know, I used to be I was a travel agent, um, certified travel agent for 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 several years, and and booking booking travel. Um, and I, I had a business partner mm-hmm. um, at the time who was phenomenal in in, in what she did and created systems. So one of the things that, that she put in place was a payment schedule. So we're traveling September of 2021, but we're going to start paying on that trip right now. And I'm going to text you or I'm going to yep. email you and remind you on the schedule. And or you give me your credit card and I charge it for you with your authorization. But what it created for people was the opportunity to travel in a way that they never thought they could before just because they planned it out now granted someone planned it for them but they yeah. were able to see the power of planning mm-hmm. because the way she did things was so systematic that they didn't have to think about it yes yes and that's that's and that makes it simple and it and it's not a strain on it because if i'm if i'm trying to get two thousand dollars for a trip yeah. that's three months from yeah. now that's different than getting a trip for 20 uh september yep. 2021 from right now absolutely <laughs> but we don't want to wait we want to we want to go on that trip yeah this, yeah this summer, this summer. <laughs> now with the check that came from you know a stimulus check that's that really it's not a, really even a check right you owe that money back but that's a whole different conversation but <laughs> a yeah. whole different conversation <clears throat> But you you better do yes. something correct with it though. You you better you better use it to your advantage. What I'm doing, like I I have credit cards. I, I ain't gonna lie, but I'm I'm just um I'm just stacking my money <laughs> right now, and then I'm gonna go uh, formulate a plan to take care of some bills <laughs> because I'll be stacking up money from uh, multiple places. I mean, I don't have my group fitness stuff coming in or right. Uber right now, but, um, you know, there's a credit card company, a car, car, um, uh, financing that is going, they going to like push your payments back a couple of months. And I was like, shoot, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I'm gonna save that money that, that I was going to pay towards my car payment. Um, <laughs> And this is gonna add on to the end of my car uh car note. Like it's the right, same thing, right. it's not adding any more. Put it on the back of the payments. That's all. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's all. So it I was like, I'll do that. Um, pay off some some bills or whatever, pay down some credit cards, pay off some credit cards, and then I'll be I'll be set to go once once Perfect. they kind of right. come back. That's, that's, you know, right now. There are people who are just, they're prepared. And I, I can tell you honestly, the, um, I'm way more prepared for this than I was back in 2009. Um, a whole lot more prepared. So there are, <laughs> there are people who are, as soon as this thing, whatever happens, clears up, they're going to be out here shopping real estate and, and other investments yep. on sale. Businesses. Yep, Businesses on sale. On sale. Because uh, the little country line dancing place that I go to, they had to they had wow. to shut down wow. for good. 
and you know that like it was it was thriving for for nine years they said um so if somebody come and buy that place it's already set up people gonna want jobs from it people are, you already know yeah. it's gonna make yeah. it generate money so you buy that mug for cheap you sell it for a little bit uh, or more than what you bought it for <laughs> yeah or keep it whatever you want to do the with building, it. People at least. Come, come out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, killing it. Yep. I mean, I wish I was a little bit always, more prepared. Man, always, <laughs> but always, but I'm gonna learn my lesson. It is, but I am, I am working on my projects. I'm doing the podcast. I'm writing the book. Like I'm, I got my uh, online training courses. So by the time I get out of this, everything gonna be ready to go. And then doing this podcast, doing my videos and 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 kind of getting comfortable with social media and my face being out there, my my ideas being out there, like it's going to be already ready to, to roll out my ultimate business plan. I'm looking at my ultimate business plan right here on my wall. Been on my wall for three years, $215,000 per wow. year business plan based off of my um because you know i created my own philosophy for individual achievement um and it's based off of that coaching workshops okay. speaking online courses is, is, is that your work hard <laughs> work hard and it's based off yeah, of yeah 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 so work hard is an acronym and it and we probably ain't got time for this. I'm, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down for you real quick. The work hard is an acronym. W R K H R D. You take out the. Uh, it means willing to reuse knowledge, habits, wow. and resources I like diligently. That. I like that, man. And, and then you take out the O and the A because you don't want wow. opinions okay. and assumptions. Okay. So when we're <laughs> okay, when we're <Mike>. creating, <laughs> okay, Mike, <laughs> right. And this, yeah. this is what I had back in the day. So I was like, Mike, I need that's to, powerful, I need to man. Develop this, like I'm not, I'm not yeah, giving this. That's powerful, what, what man. <laughs> you already saying it's powerful, and I ain't even got to the formula yet. That's cool. <laughs> that that, but that's what it is. Like, so now I use reverse engineering. So that's how I came to understand this. I was like, when I was like going through my process, right when I was listening to E.T. Uh, for the first time, it was like, what do I want? And I understood when I was in college, undergrad, how I was achieving everything that I was achieving. It was because that I knew the goal that I had. So then I would then I would go backwards and see what I needed to do so that I could be comfortable in every arena knowing what I need to do and, and positioning myself for okay. success in that arena. So basketball, or, you know, school, basketball, um, organization, residence life, resident assistant, you know, those are different arenas and I got responsibilities in all those arenas to me and other right. people counting on me. So I had to understand the goal first. And so there's four, four elements to success. You got a goal, your mindset, um, your plan, and action. With work hard, it's all right there, reverse engineering. 
And then I had to understand what work hard really means. Cause I was like, I'm working hard. I'm doing all these jobs. I do everything at my, it ain't right. translating. Right. <laughs> it ain't translating into money. It ain't translating into pushing me forward. I was like, what does work hard mean? And then I was like, oh, and then I looked it up. There was, there's no definition of work hard out there. So I was like, I might as well create my own definition because I had work hard on my license plates, W-R-K-H-R-D. So I was like, I might as well create my own definition of what work hard means because that's all I do. <laughs> and then all of this stuff started coming out. This this is the five years from when I started listening to E.T. This is what, what's been okay. developing over the five years. So those four elements of success, goal, mindset, plan, action, that's reverse engineering. Once you have your goal, I don't care whatever the goal is, you can use this formula. Once you understand the goal is clear, and then we ultimately know success is intentional, success is deliberate, and nobody can tell you what your goal can be. Yep. It could be yep. money. I don't care. But there's a way yep. to yep. reverse engineer that. So once you have your goal, you got the mindset. Mindset is your willingness, your willingness to uh, learn, your willingness to change, your willingness to sacrifice. Those are the three things. And then you go to your plan. <laughs> your plan your plan is knowledge habits and resources you got to know something about it. you got to self-assess know about yourself others who've done it before you and then your actual requirements for that goal and then once you understand that you create habits we're going through the habits now you create habits that uh reflect the habits that you learned from your time and knowledge and then you utilize your resources to enhance those habits. And I'm talking about the resources that you you don't have to pay for at the moment. Like utilize what you what you have and make it with that and everything else will come. And then because that's that's the biggest part is your planning process. Because once you get into the work, you want to just be making adjustments. <laughs> just like when you uh practice right. a play in sports in practice. You want to practice that play over and over and over again because when you get to the game, you want it to be right, uh, right. Uh, second nature. So that plan is crucial. And sitting down like a budget, you sit down and look at it and see where your money is going. You see, you, you look at it and you develop habits off of what you know and you utilize those resources, which is the money. <laughs> and then what what do we do? The action. Once we have a solid plan, a solid budget in place, you got to reuse it diligently. And diligently is is one of those words that is like you got to use it for the long term. And when we understand success and the 10,000 hour rule to be good at anything, you 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 it it takes 10,000 hours to be really good at something. You got to do it for a long time. You were there for six years. Yeah, <laughs> doing this, doing this mind numbing work, but it ultimately uh, puts you in position to to do to yep. give the way you wanted to give in the first place. <laughs> so this is this is the stuff that I've been working on. I'm like, and I'm just now coming to a point where all right, it's it's solidified. It, I understand it now. And that's why I'm writing a book now about that. And then I ain't even got to the to the mentality part 
the I won't lose, you won't lose, we won't lose. That because you know you got to put your your mat, right. face mask right. on first. <laughs> so your success uh, is uh, is more important than than helping everybody else. Yep. At the same time. So and 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 that's why I was like people people come to me all the time and they like you need to speed it up you need to speed it up and I'm like I just don't understand what I got yet and I can't just put a book out there of my life's work that ain't re- like right. it, it ain't complete <laughs> cuz w- when we was hanging around with ET and all them like they was like oh you got acronym write a book to it and I was like nah I got a little bit more than just the acronym and I that's what I understood after I kept studying I kept reading I done read over over a hundred books wow. in the last three to four years but th- that's just me and that's <laughs> that's one of the things that is a real key to your, your success is as African Americans and people of color we walk through the world differently. And uh, what I had to understand was that the advice that I was given from those people that were around me, which was mostly white people, it was just surface level. It was like, yeah, (laughs) this is how I need to act in an interview, but I need to understand how I actually, how people view me because they come from a different background and probably have never right. met anybody yep. like me before and they have some preconceived notions so I have to understand some nuances yes. that they don't have to so I had to figure <laughs> it, that all out and and that's what I try to get to people is that and that's why I started um this new podcast direction was like oh we got to know yeah. some of the nuances for success because it's not going to look like Nope. What our teachers nope. told told us. This is this <laughs> for, is probably a different us. podcast, Mike. I won't go so. too deep into it, but you talk about nuances. You talk about being African American. You know, being one of the reasons I moved to Kansas City is because my I I cover a territory that spans from here to through Missouri, Nebraska, but I also used to cover Wyoming as well. And and mm-hmm. if you can imagine the lack of diversity. Places like that, and you know, I'm 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 having to go there and do mm-hmm. business, and some of these people, for like the first time, like you know, people don't really see people who look like us a lot, and they see you and they double take. It's like, whoa, this person doesn't he's mm-hmm. not from here because we know there are like, there are not many people here who look like him, and we know he's not from here, and having to. Yeah having to maneuver, navigate that, and then not navigate myself that. as well, not to fall into the trap of assuming that they're assuming either. Because sometimes we, we walk in and we, and we think mm-hmm. people don't like us, but re- really it's, it's in our mind. And we've made this story in our head that we are being looked at and stared at and we become paranoid. And, and you talk about nuances and navigation, mm-hmm. man. Because my industry is is construction, basically, you know, and, and finances inside mm-hmm. of that industry. But mm-hmm. this is a white male dominated industry, from our customers to our executives. Mm-hmm. It's not a secret; you can Google it. So, so 
having to navigate <laughs> that is an entirely different conversation overall. But you are you are spot on. Yeah, we gonna have to re- yeah. we gonna have to revisit that. We because years, because you've man. been in it for 14. shoot yeah. how many years? Fourteen years. That's that's some valuable knowledge because you know we got because I talk to students all the time. I'm like. I need you to be your individual self. Like your individuality needs to carry on wherever you're at so that we can keep that diversity and you don't just succumb to the, yep. um, the status quo. Yep. <laughs> and that's what I'll be trying to teach people. And, and once you understand the nuances, like just how you mentioned, once you understand that, Oh, they might not even, I just need to be myself anyway. And if I'm a nice person, people uh, should be nice to me. If they're not nice to me or they think of me or not even think of me, they act a certain way. Yep. Yep. Then that's on them. Yep. But we're influenced by that. And and I think we have been conditioned yep. to to think like that. And they same have been time. conditioned yep. at the same time to act. That I way. agree, man. It's it, it, it's a, <laughs> it's a chess match going on in everybody's head at the same time and mm-hmm. i know i won't tell that story yeah i'll wait but yeah it's it's a chess match going on in uh everybody's head man but, <laughs> but i think given that it was once again and i'll give you another story mike once again for another podcast man but i used to live in hong kong man mm-hmm. um i lived in hong kong china for for about two months mm-hmm. um and i'll tell you that was an experience being a african-american from america in asia was different because there are a lot of africans in asia i didn't even know about there are a lot of nigerians Uh in hong kong a lot of nigerians on on Uh tv now you can see it now where where the chinese i think well according to yeah are kicking them out of in in guangzhou yeah guangzhou is southern china and if you if if you if you Google Chocolate City in China, Guangzhou comes up because there, there are over hundred thousand Nigerians there as residents, and um, that's the second biggest population of Nigerians oh, wow. in the world, from my understanding. Besides Nigeria, is in is in southern China. Hmm. And then being around Africans, that's who, who knew I was American in China, that was a whole different conversation right there because they it was the interaction was different at times so yeah man it's mm-hmm. but like you said mike man you mentioned travel earlier man i think one of the things that we as black people don't do enough of is travel and explore and, and get in those environments take the opportunity mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable and explore new things new foods new yep. new, new music um new places um, mm-hmm. you know, just and get back to the motherland, like yeah. go back to Africa and, and see where, where we came. Like that that's the that's my next trip is going back to Africa or going to Africa because like and and I, I study all the stuff that's around like like I study all the uh the uh the world sites and stuff and I want to go to all of that but like I just for myself I was like I gotta see 
I gotta see the the uh, pyramids. I gotta see what they like, what it really looked like, because you know they showing pictures of people standing next to these these big old statues that's carved out of the side of the 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 rocks and stuff. Yeah, and they look right. like ants. Right. I was like, how big is this stuff? Like we yeah. don't understand what that is, and I'm like. That's something we got to connect to. No matter what, like I want to go to Ghana first so I can see the um, the the slave quarters and yep. where they uh, the slave castles where they um, uh, took them out on the um, on the beach to the to the boats. That's my main goal is to get there first. But then, I mean, I think you are absolutely right because I I follow all these these. Uh, travel channels like there's this one dude that he he, he talked about um going to africa like he go everywhere he was flying over uh these uh waterfalls look like uh niagara falls and stuff like in africa <laughs> and he flying over it in this two-man uh, uh pilot wow. plane <laughs> like feet hanging off dangling and stuff like i want to do some stuff like that <laughs> That's why I was like, hey, money got Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, you know, like, a lot of choices to... I made internally, um, with, 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 there weren't, money wasn't the only reason, but it was definitely a part of the part of the conversation. Uh, even, even even moving here, you know, to mm -hmm. get me to move, because my, my family's in the Southeast. So to move away from them, you know, it had to be something that made sense to me financially, not only just to have the right. money, but to also for me to be able to afford to get back to them still on a pretty regular i still get home to north carolina about five times a year um i refuse not to do that because my um i have, I have aging family my grandfather is, is 95 years old my aunt's uh -huh. getting older uncle so i still get home as much as i can no matter what i mean that's so so that was a part of the you know a part of the package but coming here i had to look at that you know what that pay looked like and then also, you know, um, moving what here that too, looked like <laughs> cost of living here is a lot cheaper than where I came from too. So that was also a factor. So I was like, well, from a net standpoint, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to be spending less and making more. You know, that's kind of like a double raise almost because I'm, you know, it's spending less and making more. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that money is definitely a part of the conversation. But because, like you said earlier, it's a tool to fund other stuff, whether it's travel, whether it's dreams. But that's nonprofits yeah. to give away. That's it's a, it's a tool. So like I was saying before, just to back up. In the beginning, it was it was it was a thing to have fun with and play with. Cause that's what we talked about: the college, the cars, the houses. But now, but now it's like man, it's it's, it's, a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a tool yeah. for so much more. It's truly a resource. Um, and like they say mm -hmm. in the um, richest man, richest man in Babylon, money is also your employee. Every single penny you have is your employee, and you put that those employees to work for you where you're not working. So we talked about credit earlier and, and, and the power of credit. Well, I was able to leverage my credit and my penny employees and launch the trucking business. And I don't, I don't drive trucks, mm. you know? So just it, <laughs> options, man, create options, multiple streams, income. Yeah, that, create and more options. I don't have to touch that business. You know, I, I probably work in that business an hour a week. Uh-huh. Maximum. Wow. Yes, me, wow. me and my cousin and, and, and so I'm I'm half owner, he's the other half owner. 
Yep, yep. And yeah. he do all the three, operations. Three trucks, huh? four drivers, um, and they're they're moving That's almost dope. seven days a week, man. <laughs> yep. That's dope. Well, I'm, we we might as well end it on that because, uh, hey, man, you you just gave them gave them what they needed. <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask. Uh, advice on 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 success at the end, you know, and you my, just gave it. <laughs> I tell them one more man that I don't hear enough about. If I was talking to somebody right now in high school, uh-huh. going to college, college about to graduate, I'll keep it very simple. I would tell them before the money and all that stuff, the lifestyle and don't buy this, don't buy that. I would say when, when you move or go, go wherever you go, create a health regimen first. Find a, find your, find a doctor, mm-hmm. women, find a woman, you know, a woman doctor. Because I noticed that a lot of my friends play sports. We got physicals every single year because we had to. A lot of us stopped getting physicals mm-hmm. after high school because we stopped playing organized sports. I know a lot of people my age and younger with high blood pressure, anxiety, depression, um, um, (laughs) obesity, um, alcoholism. And and these are Mm -hmm. all things that are, that are preventative, you know, and like money and wealth, uh, Damien McSwan Mm -hmm. once said, do you, do you have diet? How do you say it? He's like, did you inherit the sickness? Or did you inherit the sick habits of your parents? So it's the it, same thing with money and health. Mm. Did, did you inher- did, did you inherit poverty, or did you inherit the poverty mindset? So it's, mm. it's mm-hmm. one and the same, man. Health is wealth, man. And, and I would tell them, man, you know, that has to be a top priority, you know, to to invest in that because none of that other stuff matters if you don't have your health. Yep. If you don't have your help, nothing else matters. <laughs> well, all right, man. We're sure gonna, we gonna have to uh table this for right now and and, and we're gonna have to revisit this. We do, man. It was we a got pleasure more to talk man. about. Thank you for thinking of me, brother, and I wish you nothing but um blessings, fortune, and favor through this process, man. Anything I can do to help, um, let me know. Oh yeah, I appreciate that, man. It is my pleasure. It, it was great talking to you. We gonna absolutely we gonna have a good again, night, sir. Man. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Success Is My Religion podcast. Go ahead and hit that five stars and leave me a review. And be sure to follow me on all social media platforms at Work Hard Movement. Oh.